Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, and Merry Christmas season. Thank you so much for tuning in to Stand Up For The Truth. We apologize for some of the technical issues we've had over the last several weeks. We think we have a fix. I hope it's not just temporary, uh, but it was a server issue that has been causing the site to go down many times throughout each day over the last several weeks. And from what I was told, part of the problem was too many people accessing the site at the same time, which is a good problem to have. So what's been happening, what I think has been happening, is the guests, some of the guests that we have had on, were sending out their podcast that they did with us, our interview, on their website or through their newsletters. And people were getting that and clicking on the site, and it was causing some problems with our website, StandUpForTheTruth.com. Um, so it's been a frustrating and a, definitely some learning curves here in this process, but we thank you for your patience. If you missed any recent podcasts in the past week or two because you went to the site and could not get online and it was down, please try again. It should be back up and running and it should be fixed. And if it is not, please let us know. You can email comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com if you have continued issues with the site not being able to get the podcast. So thank you so much. Uh, like I said, it's a good problem to have, but yet frustrating. So we've got a great guest today. Can't wait to get to his uh, brand new book and hear about his story in just a minute. Well, Father, we come to you right now, and uh, we want you to help us keep our focus on Jesus this Christmas season. We know that we say he is the reason for the season, and yet we get so busy and distracted, and so many things coming at us around the world, around in the country, and um, the division, and the chaos, and the spiritual warfare that seems like it's just ramped up. Um, Father, we need your help, and we need discernment, and we ask that you give us wisdom. Um, we thank you, God, for another day. We thank you for Christmas season, and we know that it's not going to be a normal time this year, normal Christmas with family, friends, uh, but what is normal anyway? Uh, Father, help us to keep our eyes on you, our blessed hope, and increase our faith for the days ahead. We know that a lot is happening and a lot will happen as Bible prophecies continue to be fulfilled. We thank you for that. Thank you that we have the truth, your word, and we thank you for the word that became flesh, and thank you for saving us. In Jesus' name, amen. I am excited today to talk to Terry James. He's an author, a general editor. Uh, he's a co-author of more than 30 books on Bible prophecy and geopolitics, hundreds of thousands of which have been sold worldwide. Terry James is a frequent lecturer on the study of end-time uh, prophecies, and he interviews often with national international media on topics involving world issues and events as they might relate to Bible prophecy. He's a general editor at RaptureReady.com, a phenomenal website if you don't th have that already saved and queued, RaptureReady.com, which uh, was recently rated as the number one Bible prophecy website on the Internet. His new book is lawless. Terry James, welcome to Stand Up For The Truth, brother. Well, thank you, David, for having me. It's a real pleasure. Oh, so good to get you on the air here with us. You are in Little Rock, Arkansas, and uh, we are up here in Wisconsin. It's so great to be able to connect uh, just to di with different people across the country, and you've been very influential in the, the movement of Bible prophecy and getting truth out there about what's happening and from a Christian perspective. Um, you've got a lot of books out. I've got two of them in my hands here. One of them is Deceivers, Exposing Evil Seducers and Their Last Days of Deception. But the one we're going to get to in a few minutes, brand new. I'm th thankful that um, someone sent it to me uh, a couple weeks ago. It's called Lawless, 
end times war against the spirit of, of Antichrist. Now, Terry, before I ask you to share a little bit about your background and your testimony, where is the best place for people to go and, and check out this book, Lawless? I think they can go to raptureready.com. That's raptureready.com. Uh, and uh, down close near the bottom, I think uh, the opening page or one of them, down there is our, uh, our Todd Strandberg, who founded the site many years ago, and my email address are down there. They can just go to that and find my email address, and also they can find uh, they can find the promotion uh, piece, a uh, large promotion piece, telling all about the book. And uh, down at the bottom of the promotion piece on Lawless, uh, they have a couple of different places they can order. One is directly from the publisher, I think, and the other is from Amazon. Okay, sounds good. So we'll put that link in today's podcast post at standupforthetruth.com. Now, Terry, I heard of you through Jen Markell. Uh, we have been, we have her on from time to time. Uh, the radio station that hosts Stand Up For The Truth has a Jen Markell's Understanding The Times every Saturday morning. Um, so I've known about you for years. A lot of our listeners probably know who you are, and I'm so thankful to finally get you on for the first time. Uh, but could you please share about your background and a little bit about your testimony before we get into the book? Well, actually, I was saved as a very young boy, six years old, in Pekin, Illinois, in a church that my mother and dad took me to, um, 7th Street Tabernacle at the corner of 7th Street and Derby in Pekin, mm -hmm. Illinois, so mm -hmm. anybody who knows that area. <laughs> and a uh, very young boy, as I said, I was taught about uh, uh, the pre-tribulation view of Bible prophecy uh, from that point uh, to this very day and uh, the pre-tribulation rapture and all of this sort of thing. So that seed was planted at a very young age. Mm. And uh, over the years we moved, uh, my parents' uh, background was in Arkansas, and they lived in some rural country down in uh, the southern part of the state. And, uh, and But then they, Dad moved us to Illinois to get a, a job up there. And uh, then when I was about 12, I guess we moved to central Arkansas, where Dad took a job with Alcoa, the plant that's right outside here. Here, and uh, so I grew up here, high school, and all that sort of thing. Then I went to, of course, college in Arkansas and um, in Tennessee, Academy of Arts, Memphis, Tennessee, and other places. After that, um, I went to uh, the military uh, for four years. They were drafting people, and of course, uh, they were taking everybody at that time. October of 1966, went into the military. They, the Air Force stayed there for four years. I met my bride, who was a San Antonio na native uh, at that time. Uh, her father's in the military, and uh, she's been my bride for uh, going on 52 years now, Margaret. And so um, we moved back and uh, to Arkansas, and I was in public relations and advertising. Uh, that was my college uh, experience, and so we... Uh, I took jobs in advertising agencies and then the public relations uh, um, director for um, life insurance companies and advertising director. And uh, so I spent my time there. My eyes began to fail me, hmm. and we were, we were in Jackson, Mississippi, and my eyes began to fail me. And I uh, went to a retinal specialist, and he said that I think you have retinitis pigmentosa, which uh, they didn't know much about then. It's a degenerative retinal disease, hereditary Disease in my eyes, really, uh, that was in 1977. I came back to Little Rock when I had that diagnosis. And um, and so from seven, 1977 to 1994, basically, I was still in advertising and public relations business and doing fairly well. And uh, But my eyes kept failing, and it's kind of a disease that can get into your central vision immediately or it can come in from your peripheral vision for a long time. Fortunately, God was good to me, and and the vision, did, I could see with my central vision well to read and do all these other things, and eventually God so I couldn't drive. And um, uh, But for quite some time, until 1994, from 77 to 94, I still had central vision. Wow. I was, I was out jogging one day, and uh, I'm very stubborn about those kind of things. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I was running up the road here, the end of our street, running on up the street, and I, and I could no longer see, <laughs> could no longer see the road because all in the afternoon, all of the shadows from the trees and so forth, and over over 
uh, spread the streets. And so my, my finally got into my central vision. So I had to find my way back home along a curb, and I knew that my house was right at the center of uh, the block. So I had to feel my way with my foot along the curb till I got home, and from that day forward I could no longer see wow. got my central vision. But uh, anyway, that's that's the history of my uh, my uh, eyesight loss and so forth. The um, I, I when I first was diagnosed back in '77, I begged the Lord to take it from me because he, the doctor said you'll probably go blind. It says here they didn't know much about the disease, and of course I didn't like that. I, I begged the Lord to take the, take this from me. Well, he didn't do it, and uh, so. Um, it's about two or three days I kind of moaned and groaned around there, and then I just asked him finally. I said, well, I, will you please just uh, take away the pain, the fear and the anxiety? Well, that was the mirror where the miracle took place because it was answered instantly, and I haven't had one moment's anxiety since. Wow. And he's helped me to adjust through the whole thing. Now I write books. We've done over, um, see, well, this will be my third. I've got, I just wrote another novel, so it would be 38 books I've done since 1994. 92, I guess, since my eye, when my eyes really began to fail me. I did my first book in 92, Storming Toward Armageddon. And uh, so we've done 38 books. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and um, it's just a miracle. I won't go into a lot of detail, but God gave me this little daughter close uh, editor. She's just a wonderful uh, editor. She's, she's our daughter, grandma, her children, my granddaughter, my grandchildren, and in, in my heart, and so he put us together in that family way, uh, hmm. and so uh, she has also blossomed and edited books for, for everybody, Tim Lay and even some New York publishers and so forth, so she's uh, she's been pretty active too. And so God has been real good and has brought us uh, into the books and so forth, and uh, I do a lot of television, radio, and so forth. You mentioned Jan, uh, Jan Markell, uh, Jan's one of my, one of my good friends. And uh, she, uh, she, we, we, every time we do a book, we get on with Jan and talk to her, <laughs> see her at conferences and different things. Yeah. And so, um, so um, I've been on Christ in Prophecy and Prophecy Watchers with Gary Sturman, of course Dave Reagan, just did some things with Tom Horn at uh, Skywatch TV. So, so we stay busy. Now, Defender Publishing sent me your book, and I'm so thankful that I'm on their mailing list, because it is, I was going through the book over the weekend, it is a phenomenal, um, information-packed book. It's called Lawless. Jan Markell's endorsement is right on the front cover. It says, today's lawlessness is a final warning. This book reveals the scheme and how we fight back, we meaning Christians. Uh, Before we get into the book, Terry, one more question. A lot of people are probably wondering right now, uh, first of all, what's our excuse because you are blind, and since the early 90s, you've written over, I don't know, 30-some books. How, we're wondering, how do you do that? First of all, write a book, but let alone so many. And uh, it's just astounding to those of us who, I guess, take all of our you know, senses for granted. Well, I think, first of all, I'll give the Lord all the credit, because he's the one that put me on this, uh, this quest, this mission to do this. I think is in time work here with these uh, prophecy books and uh, myself and many other people. So give God all the credit for putting and giving me the ability to do that. My, I have the kind of mind that works that way. And so he gets all the glory for that. But uh, and he also provides the technology. Now, if anybody out there who is blind and is wondering what to do, uh, if you're just losing your vision, uh, macular degeneration or whatever, or you, uh, you're totally blind now, you want to know how you might be able to communicate uh, better because you don't want to learn Braille. I was too lazy to learn Braille, so I didn't. And uh, so there's this technology in your state, uh, your state, whatever state you're in, should have uh, blind uh, blind services. And there's this program called, uh, computer program called JAWS, that we call it for an acronym, Jobs Accessible Word System. That's mm. JAWS. And it's a synthesized voice. And you go in there, you can type every letter, every word, every uh, every sentence, every paragraph, every document. You can just, and it becomes second nature with your brain. Uh, I've proved this. Your brain just sort of uh, uh, it grasps onto this concept, and it just grows organically almost. And it becomes almost like being able to see the written page. And so I recommend anybody get the, look into the JAWS program at your state. Just say J-A-W-S. Uh, 
when you call your straight state bond services, and they will probably. I got all this services free. I mean, they gave me the training and everything. Hmm. So it's a little bit tough to begin with because you, you you just doesn't make much sense. So you can't understand what the thing is saying, and all of that. But boy, it, it's amazing how your brain uh, compensates for all that, and pretty soon, well, you know, I can I can hear it sound nothing like but just a machine gun almost. So I can understand every word wherever people people are listening they around me they it drives them crazy they can't they can't understand a word of it so uh, your brain adjusts to it so terry james uh raptureready.com is the website the book is called lawless and it starts out uh, at least in the book's description i'm just paraphrasing some of it there is now a fury to destroy every foundational principle upon which america was founded Black neighborhoods in particular were in flames while anarchists destroyed their businesses and livelihoods. The same political party that in many cases champions the insanity runs the very cities and states where the damage is most horrific. Their mayors and governors refused federal help in putting down the insurrection. And that's the only way to describe the evil being perpetrated by the lawless among us. And you say in the past four years, we have seen a lawless spirit grow in the nation and divide us ideologically. Could you expound on that? Obviously, that's the uh, substance for the book, Lawless. Well, I think anybody who has been paying any attention uh, uh, are getting alternate, their news from the alternate sources rather than just mainstream uh, media, and and they're really paying attention to what's going on can tell that just what you just read is exactly what's happening. We're in the middle of a lawless generation, um, and it is because I think we're approaching the very end of the age, as God's Word says, because all these things are, deception is right at the heart of everything. You know, this uh, this whole, I believe this whole electoral process and so forth, and the deception and it and the deception the news media has brought against this president and his administration over the past four years is deception. It's lying. And Jesus said that'll be one of the first in his Olivet Discourse said that uh, deceivers will be on the scene. It'll be great deception, even in, in the church, false prophets and so forth. But deception will be the rule. Of course, Paul the Apostle said, evil men and seducers will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Mm. And so I think we can look at deception you mentioned uh, an earlier book, Deceived, uh, uh, Deceivers, I think it was yes. the title of it you mentioned. Well, we went into the, about how the deception is going on right now in that book, and now we come to the book uh, Lawless and how we are indeed in a battle, a war against the spirit of Antichrist. That's what lawlessness is. The Antichrist is the man of lawlessness. Satan is the liar, the father of lies mm-hmm. and deception. And this uh, Antichrist will be the the Antichrist character will be the one who will uh, who will bring this whole uh, satanic system to uh, culmination when it comes to uh, the time of tribulation, Daniel's seventieth week, and so um, so we see a time of lawlessness, lawlessness, and there's no doubt about it. All you have to do is look on your hourly news feeds or whatever huh. and see this this lawlessness. And in this book, we've got a minute before we have to take our first break, Terry. Um, I didn't mention yet, there are uh, contributors to this book, including uh, Jan Markell, Nathan Jones, Dr. David Reagan, Todd Strandberg, Mike Gendron, Tom Hughes, and others, each writing a particular chapter and in, on the same topic, but in their uh, area of expertise, uh, very well put together and very provocative, and it just draws you in because there's so much information. Uh, again, raptureready.com is the website. Um, I'm since we're so close to the break, Terry, I'm not going to ask you another question and, tr- and try to get you to rush through an answer. But when we come back from our break, um, there's a couple things I want to ask you about. First of all, the spirit of Antichrist, this end times war. We are in a war, whether we would realize it or not, as Christians. Uh, spiritual warfare has increased dramatically in the last uh, decade or two. But we're going to talk about the cultural war, which kind of has been at the heart of dividing our nation and how the enemy, the left and minions, both human and spiritual, demonic, are using the culture war to further their agenda. The book is called Lawless. Our guest is Terry James. So much more coming up on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. 
Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. We are so blessed today to have on Terry James. He's an author and general editor, more than 30 books on Bible prophecy and geopolitics. The website, if you don't have it saved, raptureready.com. It's a phenomenal site. Uh, you can spend all day on that. But don't, you know, manage your time wisely. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's talk about the culture war, Terry. You say that it has been at the heart of the divide. And I, I said before we got back on the air, I was telling you during the break, we could probably do a whole podcast and interview on just the culture war relating to the spirit of Antichrist. But what would you like to share uh, from the book Lawless? Well, I think we're right in what uh, Paul wrote in Ephesians six twelve. We are in a in a battle. We're in a. Amen. We wrestle not against uh, blood, flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, against the wickedness of evil in high places, and that's what we are. Both we wrestle against uh, satanic uh, minions, both uh, both human minions and uh, the demonic ones who are inspiring them or goading them on. And most of them, I don't think, even know that they're, they think they're doing God's work, probably, but they're not. They are instituting lawlessness against the very God of heaven. And God said in Psalm chapter 2 uh, that, you know, the people want to break their bands asunder from uh, heavenly uh, from heavenly governance. And uh, he says that, uh, I will laugh them to derision, I will have them in derision, I will have them... In effect, what Paul said in Romans chapter one, verse twenty-eight, he'll he'll give them a turn them over to a reprobate mind where they can't even think clearly. Mm. Uh, we've seen a lot of that. Uh, we've seen God doing that in the last four or five years, where nothing they do seems to stick to the presence. They've tried to just totally, uh, uh, totally you know, have a coup against a coup d'état against. And uh, I'm not just talking about politics here. Um, you know, I'm. I'm Trump, Donald Trump is a, is a, has been a, an excellent president for Christians and so forth and for the Jewish people, but he is a, he is flawed. He's a flawed man like the rest of us, and he's far from being a godly man. I know that, but he is God's man for the hour. God brings the kings in, and he he puts them, he takes them out of office as well as brings them in. But uh, it's not so. It's not just politics I'm talking about here, but mm-hmm. it's a religious, a a uh, a deeply. Um, spiritual battle that uh, each of us are involved in. And we see that because, um, again, uh, the very minions of Satan trying to destroy everything God has set in motion. For example, uh, God says that uh, marriage should be between a man and woman, uh, one man, one woman for life. And they say, no, man man can marry a man, a woman can marry a woman. And that's fine. God says, uh, and I just I know that this is a touchy situation, but it's truth. It says homosexuality is the world says it's good. And we should all go glom onto the uh, the homosexual agenda. And God says, no, it is abomination. And uh, it, it is one thing that brings on uh, the ultimate judgment, as in Sodom and Gomorrah. And then, then of course, uh, the world tells us now that uh, you know you can be whatever whatever sex you want to be. On you don't have to go along with what uh, is put on your birth certificate, uh, how you came into this world. You can now be transgender. You can you can be anything you want to be, and that again goes against God's prescription for life on this planet. So there's a, there are a couple of cultural issues there. Yes, and then you think about. Um, this whole Black Lives Matters movement, which is nothing but a social—it's a socialist, communist type, uh, uh, fascist organization—and uh, they say that they want to—they—they uh, they want to defend the black people. That America has found it has been wicked and racist and all these other things, and they—they uh, they totally ignore that America has uh, corrected all that and done the best to correct all that. But they want to foment riot and so forth, and they say that. Uh, that black lives matter. Well, black lives do matter, of course, but then all lives matter. But you say that, that makes them real angry. And if they care so much about it, why don't they come against the abortion issue? More than a big percentage of, uh, of aborted babies, over 60 million since Roe v. Wade in 1963, mm-hmm. more, I mean, 73, most, more than, uh, more than uh, uh, 60 million babies, and most of those have been black babies. And you don't uh, you don't hear them coming against that. So that's another thing. 
shedding the blood of the innocents. When God says, "Boy, that is one of the seven things that really, really uh, frost him," he just he he's going to bring judgment on the whole world because of it. And yet, you have uh, you have uh, in America here, and if ever if ever a nation deserved judgment, yes, it's America for allowing this to happen. But anyway, that's some of the cultural issues we face. Well, Terry, <laughs> let me go back to one of them, and that is gender, the simplicity. I mean, you think about biology, you think about what the Bible teaches, you think about science and DNA, and you have to have a depraved mind or you have to be blinded by the truth in order to be deceived. But what would your parents think? What would my our grandparents think about these conversations today about people identifying with what they're, they're going to say they are the opposite gender, and then the public kind of going along with it. What do you think they would say? They would say it's insane, and that's what it is. You know, that's what God says. That's what Paul wrote in Romans uh, 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 28. He gave all those things, that, all these uh, things that God, men do to uh, get away from God. The further away they get from God, he turns them over finally in the end. That's where we are right now, to a reprobate mind where everything is insane. Everything is upside down, and all you have to do is is to consider these cultural issues, like uh, the gender thing, for example, to see that uh, that we are right there. Uh, the, the half the half this country, at least, has has developed a reprobate mind. Yep, exactly. And it's 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 interesting you say half because we that's what we are. We are no longer the United States of America. We are the divided states exactly. in America, that's what we are. and not just politically, but spiritually, because as you've well documented over so many books that you've written about prophetically that the divide has now come into the church via false teachings, and that is also part of this Antichrist movement. But Terry, I didn't get too far in your book before I had to say, you know, I, it's just in chapter section one, I've got to ask you about this push that a lot of people are just now finding out about, and that is this move toward globalism and a one-world government or a new world order. And you mentioned the deep state, secret societies, the United Nations, open borders crowd. I believe this is the first uh, chapter written by Jan Markell. It's called Globalists Declare War on Sovereignty, uh, chapter one in your book, Lawless, and talks about international bankers, the media, Marxist groups, some Christian front groups, George Soros-funded organizations, environmental outfits, and some international health organizations. Now they're pushing things like universal vaccinations. Just your thoughts on this move toward globalism and what we've been hearing a lot about, the Great Reset, which... I think that caught a lot of believers completely by surprise that this has been going on. Exactly. Um, the glo- globalism, of course, is what uh, is what we're told is coming. That is the regime that's going to uh, uh, be Antichrist regime in the final analysis. That's why you see such uh, insanity hmm. uh, with what's happened here. It's, it's a demonic insanity in that uh, a man who... Uh, who you know they thought they thought were uh, in the 2016 election they thought that uh, that they had it they had everything going their way before the previous presidential administration and and then the next one in 2012 rather uh, and in 2016 the election 2016 was going to be a a uh, just a continuation of, of toward a drive toward global globalism whereas uh, tear down all national sovereignty all national uh, boundaries and uh, bring American assets into the uh, globalist cabal, the globalist uh, uh, mindset, and so forth. Uh, Join with the European Union and others who have all have the leadership, all has the globalist mindset, tear down the boundaries. And uh, this is exactly what Satan wanted. He, he's setting up a regime for his man, the Antichrist, to come on, to come on, on the scene at some point. And uh, so this was disrupted. It was interrupted by God himself. I mean, he he performed a miracle in 2016 and brought a man in who is an absolute uh, nationalist. He believes in the sovereignty of the United States, the founding of it. He wants to make America great again. Mm-hmm. He wants to, uh, you know, uh, get away from this whole globalist movement. That's what he's been spent the last four years plus uh, doing. And it's just made Satan and his minions absolutely enraged, as we've seen. It's been one 
one one charge, false charge, and deceptive charge after another, even by the even by the mainstream media who are supposed to be the truth tellers and the newsmakers. Well, they they just glommed onto this whole thing how Mr. Trump is totally at fault for uh, and lied about him in every sense. So. The globalist uh, drive is is something all important that we're going to look uh, have to look for uh, for the next few years as mm-hmm. far as looking at how Bible prophecy is uh, rolling out. Uh, the the full, it's not the fulfillment, but it's stage setting for the final fulfillments, I believe. And um, all the glo- I say globalism and its drive is probably the number two signal as far as geopolitics is on where we stand and God's perfect timeline is the global move towards globalism. But the number one, uh, of course, is the uh, number one geopolitical and, and uh, spiritual uh, sign, I think, of where we are in God's prophetic timeline is the nation Israel. Mm. It's a miracle nation, and America has been intricately linked to it since 1948 at its founding, at Israel's founding. And um, and uh, America, particularly under this president, has been very good to Israel. And, uh, of course, we know, says in Zechariah chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, that the whole world is going to come against Israel. This means that America is going to have to be changed in some drastic way. And I unfortunately think that we're seeing some of those changes beginning to take place uh, now. We, few of us had any idea how big the statement was when Donald Trump spoke before the U.N., uh, council in 2019, and he said the future does not belong to globalists. And then he went on to to talk about just the importance of nationalism and and states and uh, freedom and uh, j- capitalism. It, it I think it just really triggered a lot of the left, and that happened to have been I think in September of 2019. But that really sent a lot of people um, on the left into overdrive because they said, okay, we've got to stop this guy. But in the book, Lawless, um, talking about this, what is behind the push of globalism and some, some of the ways they're trying to get, advance their agenda, socialized medicine, gun control, big government, high taxes, population reduction, and they are using the environmental excuse for that, global warming, climate change, We've got to reduce the population because man is the problem. How about immigration, affordable housing for all, environmentalism, increased debt, increased poverty, class warfare, and destruction of the family, so much more. But it's all behind this global push. Uh, And so, Terry, if you could share a little bit more from uh, some of the chapters, I think a couple of the, the writers, the contributors to the book Lawless, talked about this in light of COVID-19 and how the globalists are using that in every way that they can to advance their agenda. This is a number one, I think, uh, this is their number one spear point, if you will, to to advance their agenda. It's bringing people under control, getting getting them into a herd mentality Mm. where they accept the wearing of the masks, they accept the social distancing, they accept... Uh, destroying uh, the gatherings at holidays and even in church church groups, uh, you know, in, in, in on Sunday worship. And uh, and Jesus said, you know, forbid not to gathering yourself together uh, as you see the times approaching. I mean, the times of the end approaching. Well, the government uh, of the United States, under the uh, auspices of Dr. Fauci and some of the others, uh, they they're shutting down church services. So that's another indicator that they're moving directly against God's will, and there's going to have to be judgment and so forth for it, and it's coming. Mm. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think COVID-19 is the probably the, the very tip of the spear that Satan is using. And I'm not saying that this is not a real disease, but let me tell you, I've done some research, and I've read all the people who have done research, and you won't hear this in mainstream media and so forth, but uh, the COVID is much less in the virulence overall than the common flu. Some of the strains of flu are much more deadly. They're much more uh, uh, they're much more widespread. And it's true if you get COVID-19, because there's not really a, a, uh, a really effective uh, vaccine or anything against it, if you get it uh, and you have uh, extenuating circumstances like, you know, bad heart or some other diabetes, some of these other things, well, you know, your chances of succumbing to it from that are higher. But it would be the same if you got a severe case of flu and you had these things. So 
whereas it's a serious disease and one that we should pay attention to, it is it is far overblown by Satan, in my opinion, his minions, both the human and demonic. Um, I can't believe the, the amount of fear that the media, the uh, liberal media activists, have generated to really affect people in a negative way. And so you can see it the way we are responding as a culture. You can see it the way some people take it out on the other. Virtue signaling and all of this that uh, we hear some just disappointing stories and how people are reacting and governors are playing their part in their power grabs. Um, Terry, it just seems like uh, this is just one of the, the final things. You said the tip of the spear. I think that's very accurate as far as how they're using COVID-19. We've got about two, two and a half minutes left. Um, how, where do you see this going? Do you see this as all a push now toward the vaccine and then more control over us in going into 2021? I think it's more of the same. And let me tell you, the, like you said, the fear has been instilled in the people of America. I mean, even Christian people. Yes. And uh, it, the fear is there. And fear is a great uh, motivator, as you know. And uh, it's, it's a great, also a great inhibitor. And uh, it's gotten people out of people who normally go to church uh, every Sunday, no matter what, and pastors in the pulpit who normally would never shut down a church service, and they would they would know that that would be anti-American, anti-constitutional, and yet they've allowed some of these governors to to uh, bring out these uh, these draconian message uh, methods. And they would even, you know, they they were, for a time there, they were keeping bars open and everything else to close down the churches. Yeah. And that's strictly a satanic thing. Yeah, exactly. And people, it seems like we've gotten to the point now, am I wrong, or are we accepting some of these ridiculous double standards and the hypocrisy of the left? Because the media is not pointing that out as a bad thing. They're just saying, well, this is just the way it is. They get away with it. Or they're saying, keep, yeah. keep abortion uh, clinics open, bars open, uh, you know, hardware stores and all these other places. But no, no, churches have to close down. We only have a minute. This is a dangerous place, Terry, when the public has accepted some of these double standards, isn't it? It's a very dangerous place. It's anti-constitutional. The Founding Fathers would literally roll over in their graves if they knew what was happening, mm. because this is a sort of thing, this is a sort of tyranny that they, uh, you know, that they have uh, warned against. And, of course, God in his, uh, his uh, omniscience uh, and his wisdom has warned against it also. But even Christians are falling uh, victim to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for, unfortunately, I think it may be part of the apostasy that we see developing. Yes, and we've already got to take another break. It's going by so fast this hour. The author of the book, Lawless, is Terry James. And you can get more information on his ministry at raptureready.com, a phenomenal website. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the powers and principalities, a little bit about nationalism, and also discuss how the Antichrist spirit has invaded the education system in America. More coming up on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Our guest is Terry James. RaptureReady.com is the website. The book we're talking about, Lawless, End Times War Against the Spirit of Antichrist. It is brand new. Uh, if you can get a rush on it, get a good Christmas present, uh, uh, good reading for someone. Um, there's a quote, I think Billy Crone said, the average person spends four and a half hours a day watching TV. Now, before the Internet, that was closer to six or seven hours a day. But with the Internet, technology, iPhones, and everything, all these gadgets we have now, the average person spends four and a half hours a day watching TV, and that's enough time to read the Bible 22 times in one year. Four and a half hours a day of television. Terry, we're talking about technology and the iPhone. You mentioned personal devices and entertainment. And these things are, first of all, turning people inward. And you also mentioned what it says in the Bible about being lovers of self. Please expound on that. Yeah, Paul said in Second Timothy chapter 3, the perilous times prophecy, that men, and men will uh, grow worse and worse and they will be... Um, self, self. They will, they will be self withdrawn within themselves. They become selfish and self-centered. Well, what, what? Uh, of course, this uh, 
this is all about you. Know, what do they call uh, the pictures they take of themselves uh, now? Selfies. Oh, selfies, don't they? <laughs> and uh, that, that, to me, that just uh, jumped right out from Paul's Perilous Times. I'll tell you what happened to me once, and of course, you know, as we've talked about here, I'm blind. I've been blind since 1994 or so. And um, I was in a at a conference over in uh, Tulsa, I think it was, and we were a bunch of friends after the some of the sessions we went out to dinner and so forth, and we were sitting there, and I was sitting next to this girl, and uh, she, uh, we, I heard this shuffling of feet and all this kind of stuff, and uh, this girl leaned over and whispered in my ear at the table, and she said, she said, you know what that sound is? And I said, no, I really don't. I said, I can't really tell what it is. She said, well, that's a, that, that is a whole large contingent of uh, young people, girls and boys, coming in from their prom. And she said, every one of them have their noses in their devices. Oh, my goodness. Every one of them. And they didn't, there wasn't a word said. I couldn't hear a word said. I could hear shuffling of feet, <laughs> chairs scooting a little bit, and then nothing. Back in my day, whenever we had a prom and, and you bring a bunch of teenagers into a room, there would be all kinds of noise. They'd, other people would want us to leave <laughs> and hear a total silence. And that, to me, just shows how withdrawn our youth, in particular, yes. have become. And that, to me, uh, you know, anything that is that self-absorbing takes away from uh, life, living life the way God wants to live in. It particularly takes, takes away from Him and, and attention to Him. And uh, and so that, that's a very uh, concerning thing. Nathan Jones, uh, uh, Dr. David Reagan's a partner in Christ and Prophecy Ministries and uh, Lion and Lamb Ministry, Lamb and Lion Ministry, um, down in Texas, uh, wrote a great, great chapter, one of the best chapters I've ever I've ever read on uh, on the devices and so forth, the technology and what that means prophetically and so forth. So the book. It, it, the book would be worth a, well this could be said for most of the chapters but the book would be worth the price of it just to read this chapter because it really does give uh, uh, the sinister connotations you know it, technology is a wonderful thing it can be a wonderful thing but it can also be a very a very uh, evil thing and I think uh, Nathan points out both the good and the bad of this yes we can use it for good but man the enemy has infiltrated the internet and infiltrated these th this uh, technology, all these devices now to use them for evil. Um, so we just the fact that people don't talk to each other like in in the old the decades ago before these iPhones. You, you go out to restaurants, and I'm sure you've experienced this at a restaurant, Terry, where you're sitting there and and it's just quiet, and all around you there are either couples or families. But they're not mm -hmm. talking because they're looking at their iPhones or the devices. And that's just, in a way, that's heartbreaking, but that's it's a reflection of the culture now, isn't it? That's just what, what I was telling you about, the, you know, the, the, this group that came in. They mm. were this, uh, you know, you know, normally young people are raucous and have a great time or <laughs> are going to be laughing and carrying on back in my day. But here they come in just totally silent because they had their noses stuck in their devices. That's that's just part of uh, life today, and it's it's very... Very disconcerting uh, in a lot of ways. So, Terry, let's talk about education, and um, you know, this goes along with young people. There's, we didn't grow up in the '60s, '70s, and well, mainly the '60s and '70s with this kind of technology where we had all this at our fingertips, and now here it has infiltrated the education system. And it's not just the technology, but it's the content and the curriculum that, that they're being taught in schools today. You say, you know, the Antichrist spirit has invaded uh, through education as well. It's been a satanic, satanic assault, and education systems have been completely corrupted, particularly by the evolution, um, That's right, evolution. You know, model. And Marxist educators, share a little bit about that, please. Well, the evolutionists uh, got in the schools um, in, the, in the late... Uh, well, actually, it started with the late '40s, probably, but came on up. And by the 1960s, it was, uh, it was, you know, uh, man uh, is not necessarily a creation of God, and, and therefore, uh, man is nothing special, nothing different than an animal, uh, you know. So, therefore, the sexual acts and so forth that man can come up with, and just uh, that's just part of being another animal that has been come up through the evolutionary process. Therefore, God's word. Is um, is really not uh, not important at all to consider, and this is drilled in young, pe young people's head to the evolutional model, and of course uh, we know what happened in the '60s, early '60s, the free love and all that kind of thing came in, 
and uh, it's because of evolution and, and this kind of thing. And then uh, that led to, well, man is just not important enough to be considered a special. So uh, who's to say when man is uh, man is uh, become a human being? I mean, a fetus means nothing. You can abort. You can abort a baby at any. Mm-hmm. Any time because it's not really a human being. It's because God's word says so. Is that doesn't mean it is. This is all part come out of the educational system, and it continues to grow and grow. And this lawlessness that we see now has come out of the out of the very early stages of evolution and so forth, mm-hmm. and uh, it has just grown and grown and grown. And even though the evolution itself, evolution itself is even considered now by biologists to be something of the past because now they're going into the seed theory and all that, that we came from other planets and all this other nonsense. But um, but it began with evolution, and the educational process has just become totally humanistic. Uh, the humanists have taken over. Yep. God has been pushed out of the system, out of the uh, American educational system, and it's just getting worse and worse. And this is when we have the law of the Spirit. Yes, and you've connected a few dots here. Uh, because if you go back to that push, all the way, you can look back at the 40s and 50s when they started teaching the theory of evolution, how that has now brought us, after so many decades, to a time in our history where we're questioning gender and we can be whatever we want to be, because if there's no creator, if we just evolved, right, then it's it's godless, right? So um, I, we need to move on, Terry, because we're running out of time. We've got about uh, five minutes left. Um, you also wrote a little bit about the rampant apostasy. Uh, there's a significant portion of the church, the Christian church in America, born-again believers who have fallen away. And now, instead of being salt and light in our culture, being ambassadors for Christ, now uh, we not only have pastors you know, preaching a false gospel and compromising, but now we have people that have backed out of culture. And you say... This gives evil an unobstructed course to energize the spirit of Antichrist. Please go into detail on that thought. Well, yes, if you take, you know, if you take uh, God's instructions out of man's life, well, then that just gives uh, Antichrist, Antichrist spirit, the uh, the course to just uh, bring implement uh, Satan's agenda, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what's happened. Uh, man has. Uh, for the apostasy and even in the pews, and they would rather deal with anything than the scriptural truth these days. It seems they like they like all the sweet sounding. Uh, well, what did it say in First in, uh, Timothy and Second Timothy? Uh, what did Paul say? He said, you know, they were heaping heaping to themselves teachers having itching ears. I know they want to hear sugar water sermons and things that tickle their ears rather than and and that's been developed over the years because some of the pastors in the pews, many of them. Now, I would rather not stir up any kind of controversy or point any fingers of condemnation towards sin. And that's why apostasy is developing, is developing. And, of course, this is one of the key signals of uh, the the moment that the rapture is going to occur is that uh, this apostasy will become so great that, uh, you know, that's what, Jesus, that's what uh, Paul writes in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, that... Uh, that apostasy is is coming, the falling away, the great falling away, and that's apostasia hmm. in the Greek. And, uh, of course, I think that also has a double meaning. Uh, apostasia can also mean the departure spatially, and I think that's the rapture. And I read, a, I wrote a whole book, uh, we did, uh, again in a compilation fashion, on, on the departure um, years ago. And that's part of the apostasia, you know, both a religious departure from theological faith in Christ and also departure spatially. I think it means both things in, in, in that case. So uh, Paul said that uh, the great apostasy will come before the Antichrist is revealed, and uh, before the restrainer is taken out of the way, then apostasy will develop, and we see that happening right now. Yes, we do. Um, the book is called Lawless, the End Times War Against the Spirit of Antichrist. Many, many contributors in the book, uh, Jan Markell, Damon Duck, and Todd Strandberg, uh, who else? Nathan Jones, Mike Gendron, Dr. David Reagan. And one of the things that um, is in the notes, I think it was on the uh, Terry James Prophecy line, uh, dot com uh, site, it says, People want to know answers, and the answer is spiritual. But, Terry, a lot of people don't want those spiritual answers. They want to tr- try to have something right now that they can handle. Um, 
What encouragement can you give to believers who are listening right now wanting to be able to share the answers with people, especially as we head into Christmas season? Well, I think, you know, um, one thing, one bright note for people who believe, and particularly if you look at the Bible in, in all of its truth and look at the pre-trib view of the rapture, that is that the rapture will occur before all of the evil that's coming into this world is, has arrived. And Jesus himself said, when you see all these things, meaning all the things he had just laid out, deception, all these other things that are, gonna, are supposed to come on the earth in stage setting for the great tribulation, when you see all these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your head for your redemption, meaning him is drawing near. He's going to step out on the clouds of glory and say, come up here. So you can encourage one another with that word. We're told that in Titus 2.13, to encourage one another with with uh, with this sort of thing. We're not a point of wrath, but you know, to God's mercy and grace. And uh, meantime, we may go through some rough times, but uh, the thing to do is, is stay in the Bible, study, uh, worship the Lord when you, you know, pray. And uh, and go about life uh, witnessing, uh, as it says in Matthew 28, we're supposed to witness. And uh, if you do all these things, God's going to take care of the rest. You know, I like the way Charles Stanley puts things. He kind of synopsizes the uh, Proverbs 3, uh, 3, 5, and 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, be not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Charles Stanley says, Obey God no matter what. Mm. and leave all the consequences to him. I like that very much. Amen. Amen. Brother, we're going to have to have you back on because there's so much more that we could discuss. And God willing, in 2021, we will. TerryJamesRaptureReady.com. God bless you, brother. Keep fighting the good fight. Have a very Merry Christmas. Thanks for your time. You too, David. Thank you. All right. When we come back, uh, we'll let you know our guests the rest of this week on this week leading up to Christmas on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. One final opportunity in 2020 to hear from Wisconsin Family Action. Julaine Appling will be with us tomorrow. And man, she's going to have a lot to share. Um, you'll also hear uh, from Laura Perry in the documentary that came out a couple months ago, In His Image. It Really, that's still a new documentary about she's a former transgender, and a lot of people were featured in that. Uh, so you'll hear that uh, again on Wednesday. Uh, Pastor Randy White will talk Christmas on the 24th, which is Christmas Eve. And uh, we are taking Christmas off, and I know you don't mind. So Friday, um, I'm not sure what. I think it's just going to be music. So uh, no podcast on Friday. Scott Lively, Gary Kaw, Trevor Loudon, John Haller to wrap up the year next week. I can't. I can almost not think of a more powerful way to wrap up Standing for the Truth and 2020 with those four men next week. So, man, I just uh, looking forward to the guest. And by the way, if you have a suggestion for a guest, please give me a holler. Um, it's just been phenomenal. It's one of the reasons we've been having technical issues and site crashes because of the traffic, which has been a good thing because uh, social media, we're banned and censored and everything else, so that doesn't help us a whole lot. But thank you guys for your support, your prayers. God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Merry Christmas. <laughs>